Hi, everyone. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough, the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Okay, now it's time to say hello to everyone. I didn't think that introduction was going to come on. It just seemed like it took a little more time than it should have, so I just burst in too soon. Anyway, welcome, welcome. It's Wednesday again and a great day of the week. It's something I always look forward to and enjoy. I welcome all the listeners. Now, I do have two healings to do today. I may only get to one. I'm not sure. I actually have two healings and a little something. Um, I don't know what I'm going to get to today. But in any case, I do have a call-in number, 646-668-8565. For those of you who get to listen to it live, and I know it's not too many because it's during the workday, and some of the people who listen to the show are in Asia and in Europe, and they're asleep (laughs) at this time. So the window of opportunity isn't great for live listening, and... Luckily, it doesn't make any difference because we always have the archive shows. Now, as a result of the fewer live listeners, I have not come to depend on the call-ins. I have instead asked people to send me emails requesting healings. And so when I get the emails, I plug it in, and that's what I'm ending up now doing. I do want everyone to know you can certainly call in and the again the call in number is 646-668-8565 and sometimes i would take the healing even though i have an email like one healing request that i might get to today i'm not sure she's not in a big hurry cuz she's working on it on her own and she just wants that jump start so it doesn't she's not in an urgent place so sometimes i'll have that and i could address a caller in her <laughs> someone who calls in uh, anyway, uh, the it's December, guys. It's full of holiday months, and I know that holiday and family issues are big this time of year. And so if anyone has any requests relating to family, please write in, again, Janet at JanetRichmond.com, because maybe I can work on that next week. I do want you all to know that on Christmas Eve day and New Year's Eve day, I will not be having the radio show. The So there's only one more in December. The reason is, is, of course, in the holidays, there's a lot of things going on. I don't have everything set, but when even if I pre-take the show, I have to be here to turn the show on and turn it off even though I don't have to be here for the whole show if I've pre-taped it. So it still ties me to being here, being at the computer. So that's why, because of the holiday and lots of things come up, and I just decided I'm going to make those two days where I have no show. Anyway, we will get started again as usual in January. 
So even if you've missed it a little, you can go back and heal, use some of the other healings in the past shows. Okay, now some quick feedback. You all must remember Denise and Alicia. Alicia is her, Denise's daughter, and she has the heart issues. From the moment she was born, she came in with some serious heart issues. She's had many surgeries, and she had one, I guess, maybe three, four weeks ago now, and I've done a series of healing, some of them very small, on Alicia. And last time I worked on her, the thickness of her blood, because apparently it was too thick, and she was having... This is post-surgery, and she was having Coumadin injections in the stomach twice a week, or twice a day, I think it was. Anyway, it didn't sound good to me. So we did, thanks to all of the listeners, we did a healing, a lot of energy was there, and we worked on the blood. And here's the feedback I got from Denise about it. On Friday, or Saturday, she wrote me, and she said that the this past Friday, that the blood needs to be at 2.5 and the previous two times was at 1.3 but now at, after the friday draw it was at one it was at 2.1 so it was getting close so she had two more days of injections and when they checked her blood on monday unfortunately she's off injections but now her blood is too thin so it's okay for her heart, but if she cuts herself, it makes it a problem. So I told, um, well, I didn't tell her because I haven't gotten back to Denise yet, but I thought we'd do like a little mini healing around this blood issue, get to make it even out and get stable with the Coumadin that you take by mouth at home. So that's my little healing that I'd like to do today. The other thing is, I know from other people that there is often this kind of adjustment needed with Coumadin. I, I've known several people where first they're taking too little, then they up the dose, then they're taking too much, and it's kind of a trial and error period where they get the exact my, amount correct. So some of it I think is normal, but it could be too that the energetic work that we did to help with the getting the blood thinner, also helped getting it thin in addition to the injections, So, or made the injections more efficient. That would be another way to look at it. So it kind of, you know, overpassed the stage or the, the thickness that they wanted. But I'm, I'm completely sure that we can bring in balance here and that they will find it. All right. Now, the healing today is on... Robin's son, Ryan. If you remember three weeks ago, Robin, my quote-unquote honorary co-host, and hello, Robin, she's on, she's listening right now. Uh, so I'm excited that she's listening and, and gets to hear it live. In any case, her son, we worked on her, I worked on both Robin and her son three weeks ago, and her son has is a high-functioning paranoid schizophrenic. And I don't remember exactly the healing. I remember that I worked on both of them. And the she said that she's feeling some relief in her guilt, fear, and anger around Ryan. But, of course, there's more to do, and she's less anxious. 
but she's hoping to have have that whole for her have her reactions to Ryan be appropriate and more comfortable and more pro, you know being able to sort of accept him in a more relaxed manner so to speak he he has some serious mental illness and it's very difficult for any parent to have children that have problems and mental illness is is one of the more difficult problems. So the fact that there's some relief, some easing for her, I'm thrilled and I'm glad, but we will work on getting more. But today I'm going to be doing Ryan. Now I did both of them, I think, three weeks ago. Today I'm going to be doing Ryan, but Robin will be present around the healing and there may be, you never know with the higher selves, they might come in and pull her in in some way. Now I'm going to read you the aspects or the elements of the healing she wants me to work on today. And she's very articulate, articulate, so she explains it really well. She says she'd like to work on two main areas and or, of course, see what comes up. But one area is the victim-victimizer pattern. Now, I've talked about that a lot. We all have it to some degree. It's a very common pattern. She explains it in this way regarding Ryan. Ryan blames everyone else for his life's problems and circumstances. He never takes responsibility for his part and stuff. It's always someone or something else's fault. It's like he doesn't realize he has a choice in what he thinks or how he acts. If he doesn't get his way or what he wants, he blames us or others or the system. We're bad, wrong, mean, stupid, etc. He doesn't seem to have the insight to consider or care about what others think, need, want, feel. And it's like he has blinders. Good word, Robin, because that's what we have. He only sees his side of things. He seems to lack the quality of empathy, being able to care about what others want or to put himself in others' shoes. His perspective is completely egocentric and narcissistic. And he'll harass, badger, threaten, and or throw a tantrum to get his way. He is relentless. And if we don't give in to his demands, he turns into the victimizer, getting his revenge by being extremely mean, rageful, aggressive, disowning us or others, isolating, etc. All the while, we support his way, we support him financially and emotionally completely. But none of that matters when he doesn't get his way with yet another request or demand. Remember, he just turned 28 years old, so he's not still a rebellious teenager, although he acts like that. Some of this behavior can be attributed to getting his way in the past, but the extremes to which he carries his behavior is not normal. I believe this is part of his, the way his mental illnesses, illness manifests. He's also paranoid delusional, obsessive, fearful, and isolates. Okay, that is a lot. That is a lot, and you're really clear, Robin, and we have to go in and work on that victim-victimizer pattern for sure, and we'll see what comes up. Now, the second issue, which is kind of part of this, it's it, the other issue is about self-responsibility and has to do with finances. So the first part that I just read definitely was he doesn't see 
himself as having to be responsible for anything, including finances. So in a way, the financial issue is a subset or one way the victim-victimizer pattern or the lack of self-responsibility pattern plays out in the financial arena. Anyway, Robin believe, says, we believe he believes we own complete financial support and he's comfortable getting and expecting that. He doesn't care what it means to us to support him financially. If you guys remember from the last time I worked on him, both Robin and her husband are retired, so they have some limited budgets. So it's supporting him is a is financially very stressful. Okay, he okay, he refuses to work or look for a job. He has a million excuses why this is the case. Of course, we're not sure he can hold down a job, but he doesn't try. The real concern is him thinking that it's okay for an adult man to not take responsibility for his own financial support and to be dependent on his parents. Then Robin says, I know these issues sound like Ryan is just a spoiled child, but knowing him like we do, and at 20 years of age, there's something very wrong, something pathological with his thinking and behavior. Uh, Clearly, there are there are deep-seated issues that I hope the higher self can help with. And, Robin, you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, of course, I'm going to go in. We're going to help Ryan with these issues as best we can. But, uh, yes, they are related to his mental issues. People with schizophrenia just don't think like in that rational manner with the same logic and understanding that other people do. Plus, his mental state is directly related to the situations and conditions of his previous lives where he suffered, he was misunderstood, he was hurt, all of that stuff that I talk about every single week. But in some general way, he took it on with misunderstandings and misinterpretations and misconceptions and a lot of pain and suffering. And it's developed a very deep soul scramble that manifests in this mental illness. Now, this is the area or the arena that I work in, as you know. I want to go in and see, find what's underlying this behavior because it's entrenched, it's difficult, it's painful for you as your parent, both to be on the receiving end and also to watch your son suffer like this because he's he can't be having a good life when he's angry all the time at everybody else and everything else making his life unhappy so to speak. So we we really we really want him to get as you know as healthy and as and healed as possible to bring in the balance, bring in, you know, get some more layers off there because we started it and there was that good response during Thanksgiving, but it was just a start. So let's go on and do some more layers, guys. Okay. If I have time to work on Suzanne, I will, but I won't tell you her issue or anything yet because I just have a feeling. I want to do a short little thing first on Alicia to bring the blood thing into balance, and then I'm going to move on to Ryan. And Ryan's is deep and intense, and I just have a feeling I'm not going to be able to make it through to do a a third healing today for Suzanne. But we'll just see how it goes. Maybe it's going to be short and sweet. One never knows. Okay. So I encourage everyone, as always, to make yourself comfortable, 
to quiet your minds, take a few deep breaths, and let's just begin to activate with our focus thought. Remember, the focus thought is our turn-on switch. We're going to begin to focus as a technique, focus on the physical body, the positioning of the arms and legs, the hands and feet, the contact points with what you're sitting on or standing on or lying on. And just in this way, we bring the mind's eye in. I want you to just listen to my voice and bring that mind's eye in. Center it right here in the now moment. And with that, I see the now moments. It's an energetic field that pops up around, and I see it popping up around everybody. Of course, it's symbolic. I can't tell you all the people that are listening because it's the past, present, and future listeners all that are in this time-space continuum, so to speak. And now we're going to, with that focus of attention, again, we're going to expand the now moment, expand it to move out. Remember that the it's an energetic field, so it's not solid. And we can manipulate that energetic field with this focus of attention. And that's what we're doing. We're expanding the symbolic sides of this 360-degree now moment energetic field. We're expanding it to include, to encompass the totality of every single soul, past, present, and future, that are involved in this healing today. All the listeners and any others that might be called in. And it's expanding to encompass the past nows, of course, the present now, and all the future nows. And the future nows are, in fact, ongoing, organically expanding moment to moment to moment to moment. Okay. And I see the eternal now moment, which is what I call this energetic field. It's vast, and it's encompassing so many of our souls, and it's the totality of the soul process, the totality of the soul, known and unknown, because the soul is actually a much bigger field of energy that than perhaps many of you are aware of. Just take my word for it that it is including the totality of the soul process from the very first moment it was expressed to in the past nows and all through the entirety of the sojourn of that soul, known and unknown. So at this point in time, within this forever now moment, we are going to, all right, I'm calling in, even though Ryan was here almost immediately, I'm calling him in just to bring it to your consciousness that Ryan is here. And also to let you know that his the entirety of his soul process is also included in this forever now moment. And with our focus of attention, let's focus on that symbolic, beautiful sunlight we carry within, that very powerful, pure soul essence, the divine light that we and every soul carries from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being. And this pure soul essence light with our focus of attention, is now expanding not only in through and around our physical body, but in through and around the entirety of our etheric bodies and the entirety of this soul process. Whether we understand and know exactly what that entails, it's happening anyway. And I can feel it. It's just moving 
permeating through it, bringing its light throughout the totality of this incredible eternal now moment. Everybody is bathing in it. Everyone is one with it. And in this way, our focus has invited this divine energy to move in and help us with the healing today. The divine energies are the, are the ones that do the work for us, but we have to invite them in because they cannot trespass. We have to invite them in. We have to give them permission to move into our free will arena. And that's exactly what we're doing with this amalgamation process. I'm now going to ask that we all amalgamate with the totality of our higher selves and any other higher selves from any realm or direction that care to join with us. Uh, I saw a few uh, added ones, but it's the higher selves that have been in charge of us from the, in the totality of our journey. And it's a beautiful, powerful energy, and it is also permeating the totality of this eternal now moment. And I'm finally going to ask that we all move into the pure soul essence of the originating source. I've been getting more information about this pure soul essence, and I want you all to just follow along. I'm going to explain it as best I can, but what we're doing is we're moving into what I would call the depth soul of the originating source. And it is this center point, so to speak, or the originating energy source before originating source expressed itself as galaxies and the universe. And this energy field is very powerful here, and it carries an energy the higher self call the creative life force energy. And this is the energy that brought into fruition the expression of the universe. And this creative life force energy is important, I've been finding out, even though I didn't understand the importance of projecting into the pure soul essence of the originating source at first, I'm now understanding that this creative life force energy is the energy to create, to express, to discover, to learn, to manifest, to give birth to. It is a very powerful, all-encompassing energy and, in fact, will help the healings to move into a more move to a more deeper level or be even more successful because it's carrying with it the energy because we're doing them in this space where the creative life force energy is going to empower all that we do to bring the give birth to the healing on the highest level. Remember, we're working with divine energies. So the divine energies are only work in the highest ideal and accord with everybody's divine plan because we're in the human kingdom. Nothing can trespass. And this cannot cannot hurt or harm in any way, cannot control or manipulate. It's a beautiful, powerful energy. Now, okay, so... I have to now pull back in and see the symbol of the wheel that I've now 
starting to use every, almost every time, although sometimes I change the symbols up a bit. But I see Ryan present on the hub of the wheel. Remember, all the listeners are around the outside of the on the rim of the wheel, and then we have the spokes that all lead to the hub. And that hub is like a symbolic platform. I'm going to activate the rainbow bridge energies so that we can connect the chakras to the originating source and also to create the bridge that will flow around the rim. It will It's coming from each and every one of us, past, present, and future listeners. And also, it's flowing down the spokes and creating a rainbow bridge platform. The rainbow bridge is a very powerful, very balanced energy. Oh, I just remembered I was going to do Alicia first. Oh, well, I'll do Alicia at the end. Gosh, I hope I remember. Oh, wow. Um, the So the Rainbow Bridge is a very balanced energy, and when whenever we call in a divine energy, it moves along the Rainbow Bridge and is provided uh, to all the souls that are connected to it. So if I'm calling energies in for Ryan, the energies will also be moving to each and every person standing on the, symbolically, standing on the rim of this real wheel. I would like to, before we begin, I would like to call in also all souls that would care to join in the healing today, whether it's a parent, parents of children that have some mental difficulties, mental issues or mental illnesses, or the children themselves. I would like all of the people that have similar situations or conditions, and it doesn't have to be exact. It doesn't have to be the same mental illness. It can be whatever it is, because a lot of the issues related to any mental illness, the issues for the parents, the difficulties and all of that, and the issues for the children themselves, of course, they have a lot of similar basis, similarities involved, and we can give help to many at the same time in this way. And I have seen just many, 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 many people arrive on the scene. I'm also seeing the children or the ones with the mental illness standing on the platform. It's as if the entire symbol grew to rather huge, and I saw other souls come and join Ryan on the platform. Now, Ryan is still standing in the forefront, but it's just, I think, uh, a way the higher selves of indicating to me that the that Ryan, as the recipient of the of the healing, is sharing in his way. He's sharing the the energies with the with those others present, and so the focus of attention may be on Ryan, but the others standing with him, the other people, and and in fact, they're not only children. I see a lot of adults here. Because they were somebody's children, if you know what I'm saying. They were children at one point, and maybe they still have older parents. So it is not limited to just children. It's it's absolutely offered to anybody with mental illness. Thank you, Higher Self, for uh, indicating that and, and showing that to me. So we have quite a few souls standing on this. 
platform, yourself, always seem to work in this very uh, large manner. But I like it because it means that my hour on the radio is helping more than just one person or two people. And this is, you know, good for all of us guys. And you all share because you are working your energies at the same time to help me. Okay. And I'm seeing... Ryan, he's presenting himself to me very much like Robin described him as if with a sense of arrogance. Now, the the interesting thing is that he is here. He he is present for the healing. So his arrogance feels to me more like a which of course it is, more like a projection or a persona that he takes on to make it seem like, oh, he doesn't need the healing and he's better than we are, that he is uh, superior in whatever ways. And that arrogance is really coming from a very deep vulnerability behind it. Behind it, I'm seeing a cowering, uh, fearful, um, very... A, a child that seems so small. It almost reminds me of the, the the Wizard of Oz movie where the wizard was a small person projecting a large image of himself. But behind the image you saw, or maybe, I don't remember if it was in the movie, but maybe it was the cartoon. But in any case, he was really a small little short guy, but he projected himself as this big, intense wizard. And that's really what I'm seeing from Ryan, that he is very small, very cowering, very afraid, very vulnerable. And it takes a lot of energy for him to project this arrogant, uh, I'm so smart, I'm superior kind of viewpoint. So what what I want to do is I want to work on his need to project that, his his fears and his vulnerability, because that is what is propelling him to move into that state. He okay. So I wanted okay, I'm starting to get all it now, but what so what we're going to do is we're going to start to, and I'm just going to have all of us please send Ryan uh, divine acceptance, divine understanding, and divine love because I want and divine, well, I want to say divine gratitude, but I don't know why we would be sending him gratitude, but because it came up, I want to just have every send that too. I and divine safety divine nurturing, because I want him to feel safe enough to begin to release the fears and the vulnerabilities that he has. And, okay, so I'm just going to say to Ryan that we're all here for you, and we really and truly want to help. We're not here to hurt. And I know and appreciate you've had tremendous hurt. I see betrayal here. I see abandonment here. I see absolutely no one. If you called for help and to be saved, no one heard you or they purposely ignored you. I see you absolutely being abandoned and betrayed and left alone and isolated. It's just, it's horrific. And I am hoping and I'm just talking to Ryan, guys, because 
he's very afraid here, and I want him to feel comfortable enough to at least give this healing a chance, because he wants to. He wants to, but his fears kind of get in the way. So I'm just talking to him, and I'm just going to ask you, Ryan, let's just begin to release the fear. And you've got lots of light around you. You've got lots of support around you. There is absolutely this huge amount of help here. We are here to help this time. We're not turning away. We're not ignoring you like in the past. Okay, that got his attention. All right, so he he is now beginning to realize. He's sensing it, and I'm going to just ask that you begin to release the fear. We have you completely within our symbolic embrace, and as you release the fear and the hurt and the pain and the suffering, and he's beginning to release it, the and all the sense of abandonment and betrayal and all of that pain, the the pattern of not being heard, not being seen, not being helped, not being supported. Okay, well, what's very clear coming up for me is that this pattern where he didn't get help and support, it's almost as if now he demands his due, and that's part of his pattern, that because he was so unsupported in the past, he's getting to the point where he absolutely has to demand his due. He, he's going to that other extreme. He's been catapulted across that pendulum that I used in a recent healing for someone. And so there is some knowledge and understanding that he does deserve to be heard and helped, and that knowledge and understanding is uh, distorted in its own way because it's gotten to the point where at the other end of the extreme that he doesn't have to help himself. It's it's really a distortion around a lot of these patterns. And, and I want to bring in divine understanding and divine clarity of vision. And I'm asking Ryan to begin to just and completely release the either-or viewpoint, that either you're not helped at all or you have to be completely helped at the point where you don't help yourself. And so we want to release that, those beliefs around that, known and unknown, all the misunderstandings and the misconceptions around that because it's very distorted in his pattern. And this is partly where the mental illness comes in or how the mental illness really is manifesting in these, this kind of condition. Yeah, it's, the, it's also, uh, let's release the victim pattern because there is such a deep victim pattern. This sense of powerlessness and... Uh, hopelessness, of course, but just so bad. And there's so much anger tied in here, frustration and anger at those who have betrayed him, those who have victimized him. There is rage, and I'm asking you to release the rage because I want to just explain to you, Ryan, these are 
past life situations, you carry all of them with you and they're not present here. It is a kind of an illusion that, that still must exist because you're carrying it so deeply from so many experiences in your past lives. So I'm just, and I'm feeling the pain at the heart center. Oh, I want to call in divine flush. I want to call in divine release. I want to call in divine understanding and divine love. The the rage is almost like a like lava, something red erupting out of the heart center. It's just pain mixed with anger and rage and complete um, there's also self-righteousness here Um, and this self-righteousness is part of what projects them or catapults them to the other side that for someone who suffered that badly he deserves he's very righteous here I feel all of this righteousness coming from him that he absolutely deserves for everyone to do for him because he had such a dearth or a lack of help before. So it's projected itself across into this other viewpoint that you damn well, excuse my French, you damn well better help me. You absolutely must help, have to. This is my right. There is absolutely a firm belief here that he has the right for everyone else to do for him. So I'm I'm asking the higher self to please help him release both sides of this coin. The all the issues here, known and unknown, because it's just holding him stuck. There's just a lack of balance completely here and a lack of of real understanding and it's the behind so much of what he manifests. And all of the rage, the upset, the the certainty, absolute certainty. He he is certain beyond the. Sh- it's very entrenched. It's like one of those solidified truths I talk about. He's absolutely certain that he is a victim, and he's absolutely certain that he deserves everyone to do for him. The Okay, so I want that certainty, and we need to call in a lot of light for this one, guys. It is fairly rigid here, I would say, and there's like no wriggle room, no wiggle room for him to see anything else. Talk about blinders, it's tunnel vision here. He is absolutely caught in his belief systems. They are very distorted and very uh, skewed and very narrow. And so I want the, I want these this belief system, whoa. All right, we are just going to pour as much light as we can, activating his own light. We want to pour light in through the top of his head and in through the bottom of his feet into this very narrow kind of viewpoint that I see coming out symbolically out of the the eyes. And it's so they're so small, it's almost it's like looking through the wrong end of the 
binoculars. It's just these teeny little holes, and that's what he's looking through. And we need to expand the lens. We need to expand the lens so that he can see a bigger field of vision here. And so I want divine vision to come in and divine expansion and divine light to please neutralize all the the beliefs, known and unknown, direct and indirect, that keep this vision so small and it keeps him absolutely locked into this mental disease. Wow. And I do see, I am seeing that the light is just moving. It's absolutely flowing. It's beautiful. And it's beginning to eat away at the beliefs right at the inner edge of the two pin, sort of almost pinprick holes. And it is beginning to expand them. So I'm asking Ryan to please cooperate with the light and whatever one of the beliefs that he can begin to consciously, of course it's at the unconscious level, but that he can choose and it's okay for him to let go of some of the rage, some of the, there's vengeance here, there's vengefulness here, and some of the reason that he doesn't get back in touch when you have a meltdown is because he's trying to punish you. He's trying to uh, get back at you. This is part of the victimizer pattern. It's not just that he acts out, but it's also his periods of silence and staying away. So I want him to release the need to punish, the need to strike back, the vengeance and the revenge. He has no other way to do it. And so he just does it in the ways that he can find. And I want him to release the rage behind it, the misunderstandings behind it, the reactions the oh he's so tied up in knots oh my gosh I'm calling in again divine love I want divine love to just permeate the totality of who he is and divine acceptance and divine forgiveness Okay, there's another person present here, and it's someone worked with with Joan in the past. Her name is Aggie, and she is uh, out of body currently, and she has come in because she had terrible mental illness situation, and I'm not going to repeat it all. Um, Aggie will be one of the stars of my next book on Jane and Company, but She's come in to help support Ryan because she understands mental illness, but she has healed her mental illness pattern now. And so she is standing, and I see her symbolically holding his hand and giving him support, which is allowing him, actually, it's helping him just the sense that somebody else has been in his position. He... He feels like somebody understands him. So that additional understanding has actually it is actually helping him. And I see him opening up his heart. He's allowing some of this stuff to flow more fully. 
and allowing it to come out because a lot of the fear that he was carrying was fear that he would be so vulnerable he wouldn't be able to tolerate it and that he would open himself up to criticism and attack because in his mind when he's vulnerable that's what he got in those past lives the minute he was vulnerable the minute he acted like a normal person or he acted the, the size or the age that he is he would be vulnerable to attack and so Aggie is 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 really helping him feel the support he needs that he is taking even more steps forward to letting more of the the pattern go and i'm seeing simultaneously the the projection of the arrogance versus the small person behind it i see the arrogance projection shrinking and the person behind it growing so the dichotomy the difference isn't so substantial now because he himself is releasing enough that he is finding more of the fullness and completeness and wholeness of who he is now his patterns are deep and entrenched and it's not complete but the more he connects with his own wholeness the less need he has to project the intensity of that arrogance and that I'm superior uh facade and so that is smaller now it's still there they're not even equal yet it's still bigger than he is but again we're taking it step by step and i definitely get the sense that aggie is going to be helping him in the sleep state and um so that go it's it's if it's it's, 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 it's as if a relationship is being uh created here between the two of them and there is a feeling of camaraderie here. So that all is good and I have a feeling and I'm getting yes that Ag- Aggie has been working with him since the last session. So that connection they made here was uh quick because there was already a connection through that sleep state, which is great. So okay. Now all right. I want to just see if there's more that we should do on him today. Well, I do want to quickly address all of the other people on the hub and I want to help and of course ask the higher selves to please help with their releasing and the the there's just a tremendous amount of stuff coming off. It's just huge. The dark yucky energetics of the patterns that people are holding behind standing behind symbolically behind Ryan so those are those people are getting help they are releasing stuff it's being neutralized they will be of course it's at the unconscious level but just as there were shifts in Ryan he, he didn't know it consciously there can they will be shifts in these other people and that is going to continue to be ongoing although what's happening here is there is another platform being created Ryan is stepping onto the second platform all those other people that are being held are being kept on the the first platform 
And now I do see Robin stepping onto this platform with Ryan. And I think the indicator here, of course, is an Aggie is still here. So we have basically three on this platform. Um, Robin, I definitely get the sense that you have been working with with Ryan over many, many lives. The sense is at some point eons ago, you you ha- you connected with him in some life, and there has been a part of you that has been determined to help him with his pattern. And the... There is a there is that connection with you. Right now, I saw Ryan when I said that reach out his right hand to take your hand in his, because he's able at some point or some level now to see that he is able to understand that you have been there for him. You have been on a <clears throat> I want to say a thankless journey because you have been trying to help him for a lot of lives. And there has been very few results. There has been so much misinterpretation of your actions by him, just like he misinterpreted many situations and conditions and other people's actions. So you weren't alone. And you, unfortunately, became part of the the entrenched pattern for him. So you, in his life, actually uh, partially trigger off sometimes trigger off the patterns and the, the the behavior and the reactions because there is this, you know, at the soul level, this connection between you and him around this pattern. He hasn't recognized you as being someone who was listening, who was there and trying to help you. He couldn't see that. He was so blinded as we have discussed. Um Speaking of which, I do see the binocular lens, that small end, really are open now. It seems as if it's going outside the eye sockets even, that it really has open. I mean, it's not as open as we'd like it to be, but we have. he has neutralized enough of the that really telescopic, tunnel vision that he had and it's now opened up and it's taking in more of the surroundings symbolically. So that's good. But he hadn't been able to recognize the role you were, the intention that you had, the intention to help. He couldn't see it at all. He put you, placed you right into the victim uh, category. So your being in his life actually is a trigger. Now, You, at the soul level, were aware of that. You, at the soul level, would know before you came in, when you chose again to come in to help, you knew that it was going to be, yet again, difficult. Now, the sense I have for you is that you have your own patterns, and in part, helping him gave you some sense like you were trying, that you were worth something. It was giving you uh, some value. Because deep down, there's areas under here that just felt valueless and worthless. and But you, you could hold on to the, the many times you've tried to help Ryan. 
the good news is that both of you are going are moving forward and you especially because you've been working on it for so long you're moving into the sense of value and the sense of worth uh Ryan has a little further to go cuz he's just really sort of started on this process but in any case uh, that was part of the motivation that you wanted to do it for. You also had a genuine caring for him. That was always there. Otherwise, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have chosen him as your way to quote unquote atone or to make yourself be a better person, so to speak. This was based on a mis- on misunderstandings from you, but I am seeing that pattern, and I want you to release the need to atone the the any worthlessness and lack of value all of that still whatever is still under there the lack of self love the lack of self forgiveness and i want to bring in self forgiveness and divine self divine forgiveness which carries self self forgiveness and forgiveness of others um okay so let me see where else we're going to go with this um What I'm seeing now symbolically is a barrier of sorts between you and Ryan because he has his colored glasses or his blinders relating to you and you have your blinders relating to him. At the soul level, when you're out of body, of course, you are able to see a more expanded understanding. Not perfect, but you could see that he was help uh, had a serious pattern and you were trying to help Um, at the same time you also incorporated the suffering that you've gone through the difficulties the feelings of being a victim yourself from his pattern and his way of interacting with you so we have a wall i would say a symbolic energetic wall between you that contains both of yours misunderstandings and misconceptions and hurts and wounds and fears and doubts. And all of that is a is part of what makes it difficult in daily times together, whenever you get together, to interact in a more, quote-unquote, normal manner. And the... Wall also is because it's it, it sets up the you versus him or the him versus you, and it's immediately conflict. It's it's the foundation for the conflicts that you guys feel. So I want to, and I'm already seeing. And this is really great. I want you and all of us are going to help send energy into the bottom of the wall. That's where I'm seeing it. And it's beginning to dissolve. And the top of the wall actually is having light hit it too. And both the bottom and the top are dissolving. Now, as the bottom dissolves, it's as if the wall is dropping in height. And then also dropping because the top of the wall is being neutralized as we speak. So the wall, the energetics, that make up the wall are definitely being reduced. The the neutralizing is, is working. Now, I'm just watching it happen, and I'm seeing tears. It's as if Ryan 
had had no idea of who you truly were. It's as if he's seeing you in a brand new light and he had no idea. He maybe intellectually had some idea, but he couldn't see it. He could not see you for all you've done and all the help you gave him. Couldn't. Now that the wall dropped below eye level, he's able to see you and his vision of you is like you're an angel. Just like you're beaming uh, a white aura. It's really, it's really beautiful. And the wall now is very low. It's only like a foot high now, symbolically. And the two of you are seeing each other so much more clearly. And they're just tears running down his eyes. I don't know how this is going to play out in the everyday world. But I can't help but think there's going to be some shifts. It doesn't mean that there aren't other elements of conflict here. We've just perhaps worked on, you know, one arena. But I I feel really good about it. And I feel him now, it's as if he's stepping over the remainder of the wall, which is now more like a few inches high, and he's embracing you. Now, it's symbolic because obviously you aren't embracing, but it is beautiful. And Aggie is standing there just watching, and there's symbolically tears coming down her eyes too. She is so thrilled. She never had the chance in body to reconcile with her parents. And she died. She laid aside the body with tremendous bitterness and anger at her parents and went through a century-plus worth of uh, misery because of what she believed when she laid aside the body. And so her relief is this joy, this, this sense of joy that, wow, these two people are still living and look at the healing that can happen. And so it's really she's joyful for both of you. She's long since forgiven her parents, but she wasn't in body at that point. So she's really joyful. Now, um, I am seeing the another shift with that projection of that arrogance. And that projection now looks smaller to me than he does. It is still there. And I don't know how, again, that shift will look, but symbolically it is now not standing taller, it's standing shorter. And he seems to be so full of light and really taking on this healing. He feels a lot more whole to me than I felt before. It's really amazing, and I'm going to call in divine wholeness, divine health, divine mental health, divine vision, divine uh, clarity, divine understanding, divine empathy, divine responsibility, divine balance and harmony, divine nurturing, Okay, 
this is a little odd, but I'm feeling from you, Robin, some guilt, tremendous amount of guilt. And the guilt is around shoulda, woulda, coulda. You should have known better. You should have handled him better. You sh- you should have understood better. Um, all of this is triggering off for you some shame and some guilt. As much as you step forward to help him, you feel like you failed. You feel like you didn't help him enough or soon enough. And in fact, the task that you took on yourself was an extremely difficult one. And it was, it had to be about, and he was making soul choices that you couldn't make him make. You know, we are not able to trespass. It's the soul that makes the decisions. And as much as you tried to help him, he wasn't ready to be helped before. He's ready now. And the help is different now because in a lot of those past lives, there wasn't even therapy to go to. I mean, there was no help. So, It's a very different environment now and much higher expanded understanding. And so I want you to release that shame and guilt. We don't need it anymore. You absolutely don't need it anymore. And, um, yeah, this is is, uh, just, I really want you to, I'm calling in the divine flush to help you flush this out. You've carried it long enough. You don't need the guilt. You do not need the guilt. It is really based on misunderstandings and misconceptions. Your your intention was always pure. You always did what you could, but there were very few options in most of those lifetimes, if no options at all. So I want you to just let that guilt go. If I had just done this, if I only had done that, if I just said this, if I only... Whatever. That's what's here. And it has been a... Uh, broken record in your brain for eons of time and I want that gone I want you to just see it coming out of the top of I'm seeing it coming out of your mouth in fact but if you want to see it coming out of the top of your head but it's as if you've spoken that aloud to yourself and to others a million times I want you to let go of if only if only I had done that if only this I should have done that I should have said this. All of that, I want that broken record to be absolutely, and it's flowing out of your mouth, uh, Robin. It's flowing out of your mouth. You have no more, have, you do not have any more need for that guilt. It just stands in your way, and it absolutely um, can affect so many things, and it's a knee jerk thing because you feel guilt, you react out of guilt. And even if you're not conscious at the moment, it's under there. And when we react out of guilt rather than from a neutral place, we're in that reactive mode, action, reaction, then reaction to the to the reaction, and back, forth, back, forth. We're in a, we, we stay in this dance. So we want you to, to release the guilt and bring in the divine love and divine understanding, divine mind, Divine forgiveness. And I'm watching it permeate the totality of your beingness. I'm seeing it just flowing through you. There's still pain there. There's still pain. There's still suffering because it was tough for you. 
was very tough. All these times you've come in to help him, it was tough. Of course, there's pain and suffering there, and I want you to release as much of that as you can, too. And it's tied in with that pain and suffering is an expectation or an acceptance of this is exactly how it's always going to be. So I want you to release that expectation and acceptance that it's always going to be like that because it was always like that, but it doesn't have to be and it's not going to be now. So I want you to release that I want you to release the expectation and the ex- and the acceptance. And also, there's fear here, fear of being vulnerable, because if you release that expectation, the fear is, well, if I let go of it and I don't expect it anymore, then when it comes back and hits me, it's going to be much worse. It's almost like the expectation is prepares you for the next onslaught from him, the next difficulty, the next uh, attack, the next whatever he might do, the next tantrum. And the the fear is that if you're not expecting it, that you're going to be more vulnerable when it, com- when it hits you. So that expectation is kind of your shield. It's kind of the uh, the way you prepare yourself for the onslaught. Unfortunately, those kind of shields act as beacons. They call in exactly what they're meant to be there for, to deflect. So if we have a shield to def- made up of the expectations that it's going to happen, that shield, in fact, will call in the attack. It's like a homing beacon. And in comes the attack, in comes the tantrum, in comes whatever the, you know, the behavior that the shield is shielding you from. So we want to neutralize that shield, believe it or not. It isn't really your protection. What your protection is, is exactly this kind of healing that you and Ryan are both getting and both processing. You're changing the pattern so that the attacks will be fewer and fewer. We're not most likely going to change him into a perfectly rational, healthy guy overnight. But it is going to begin to shift. It is going to change and expand into more balance and harmony. And also, when there is an attack, when you release the stuff, you're going to, it's going to be much more off your back. It's not going to affect you as much at the emotional level. Because we're releasing the hurt and the wound and the fear that you've experienced from these attacks. And those past hurts and wounds and fears and pain and suffering get triggered off again and again. When you release all that, as much as we can, of that pain and fear, there's not near as much to come to be triggered off when the attack comes. So when they do come, because most likely they will come from time to time, I would expect less intensity. I would expect less often as part of the shift. But when they do come, you're going to be able to handle it better because you're not activating all the pain from the prior lifetimes at the same time. So 
Let's release it. And I do feel, I feel really good. You're letting a lot of that pain and suffering go and the heartache and the heartbreak because there has been a lot of heartache and heartbreak here. Woo! You're doing a great job, Robin. And I'm seeing that symbolic wall, that symbolic shield starting to dissolve and it was it, it felt to me like a like a wall that was made out of a metal that was about three to four inches thick and what I'm seeing is the shield isn't gone completely but it's changing the the texture of it. It's now doesn't feel metallic. It feels like it's still in place but it's more like a textile rather than a metal. And it has some holes in it, so, so there's light coming through. It's not solid anymore. And I would encourage you to work on this on your own when you're doing, either when you listen to this again, pause it and just keep working the light on the shield. Or when you're working on your own, whether you're listening to the, the show or not, work on that shield. Work on those expectations. Work on the acceptance that this is the way it's always going to be. We want to release and neutralize that acceptance. That it's basically acceptance is your agreement that it's always going to be there. That you're agreeing to take those attacks and you're always going to have them in your life. It's an agreement. And we want to neutralize that agreement. So I want you to neutralize all of that acceptance as much as you can, as often as you can. Okay. All right, I'm seeing the cocoons of energy moving around uh, and encompassing both you and Ryan, and in fact, all the others on the hub with Ryan. The, I don't know why the parents weren't brought into your hub, but I didn't see them come in. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm sure they got help in any case. Uh, They don't have to be on the hub. Um, But now I'm seeing everybody moving off the hub. The hubs are becoming one, and Alicia is stepping forward on this hub. And we're just going to do a short healing on her because I'm really... Like I always seem to be getting in these radio shows, I'm sort of out of it at this point. But we're still amalgamated. We're still uh, in this expanded eternal now moment. And Alicia is stepping forward. And I want to bring in divine balance. Divine balance with the blood. I want the blood to be at the stable, divine balance and divine stability. And again, I'm seeing a tremendous amount of light move in through and around her circulatory system. There is more healing going on than just the blood. I feel they're addressing the heart and various parts of the heart. Uh, I also feel the veins and the arteries being addressed, brought into a state of healing and stability and balance. Uh, the, the, the 
the hope, of course, is to get it to the point where Coumadin may not be needed, but it could be needed. I don't know enough about it to keep the blood lower than the normal balance that you, me, and everybody else have that haven't just had surgery. So I'm not sure about that, but the, the hope would be to bring in enough balance, enough stability, and enough perfection within the blood system and within the circulatory system, including the heart and all the veins and arteries and capillaries and the blood itself, that the Coumadin, even by mouth, will eventually not be needed or and or that their mouths just keep reducing. Um, and also that the estimations or the decision made about the Coumadin and how much is needed and necessary are the correct ones because what we don't want it to see is the constant adjustments going extreme to extreme. We want them to begin to understand that maybe if the blood gets thicker a little bit again, not to hit her with massive dose, but to hit her with just a little dose, that kind of thing, so that we, we want to bring in the correct decision-making process about the Coumadin. Okay, now... I'm permeating and having the light move from the totality of the circulatory system to also move in through and around the totality of the physical and the etheric bodies and the totality of the soul process within this eternal now moment and to bring healing and balance and stability and uh, harmony in through and around the totality of the soul, the, the body, the mind, everything. And I'm asking that it would neutralize any resistance or any um, roots and tendrils, anything symbolically that could either slow down the healing or prevent the total healing or any difficulties or roadblocks, all the misunderstandings and misconceptions that may still be present. We want just the totality of this whole soul process to be addressed and healed, neutralized. And then we're calling in, of course, all the divine energies. I'm seeing that material balance come up through the feet to materialize from the abstract into the concrete, this perfect healing. Uh, we're also I'm experiencing and feeling the creative life force energy that I talked about in the opening of the amalgamation. That is also present, helping to bring into creation and manifestation this perfect healing. It was present for Ryan and Robin. However, I didn't say it, but it's present through the entire healing. Um, but once we moved into that energy field in this amalgamated state, we did not need to repeat it, but it's just interesting. I am seeing it happen coming in specifically for Alicia. It was brought to my attention by her higher self. And already I do see her being placed in the cocoon. She has had a lot of healings around her, and there is time needed for acclimation and uh, process. So we don't want to schism her out. And so the higher selves are keeping the Alicia portion fairly short and straightforward. Okay. Well, the forever now moment is being closed. The healings for today are over, and I do know that 
yikes, <laughs> it's not, it's early, but somehow working with you guys, I'm telling you, it gets so intense. I feel it, it takes me some time to process down to feeling kind of normal. Luckily, I, do, I, I amalgamate often in the day, and I think that helps me with these intense energies. But still, <laughs> it's pretty pretty amazing. Anyway, I, I want to thank all the listeners, and I want to thank Robin so much, and Ryan too, and Aggie. And I also want to thank uh, Alicia and Denise. I want to thank everybody who's been present, both as listeners and to all the help they've given and also all the healies, all the people that have stepped forward to get healing. And next week we'll work with Suzanne. Just keep in mind that I'm not going to be doing the radio show Christmas Eve day and New Year's Eve day, only because the holidays are busy and things come up and I don't want to commit to the shows only to figure out, well, I'm going to have to miss on this out of the other event, whatever. You know, it's just a time that it's hard to be, hard not to be open and allow whatever's going to come in in the holidays. I don't know. My daughter isn't coming here. I may decide just to hop over to see her in Houston or something. So I'm leaving my options open by not having the show. But I do wish everybody tremendous holidays. I know the some holidays are going on right now for Hanukkah. And so I wish everybody uh, good holidays for that. And I will be back next week. As I've said, I'm going to be working on Suzanne. And I do have an opening for another healing. So I invite anybody to come in and email me at Janet Richmond, Janet at JanetRichmond.com to request a healing uh, and or you can call in next week. I'm not sure how it's going to go. But this year is ending, guys. Can we believe it? It just went so fast. Well, I think 2015 is going to be a good year. I feel like a lot of people have moved through some intense issues and have moved to the other side. Some are still in process but making good steps forward. So this is all great news, and I'm excited. And I will try to get some information from the higher selves about 2015. Sometimes they come in and give me sort of a, not really a prediction, but because I don't do that so much, but who knows what they'll say. And I'm I'm just excited. I'm, I'm feeling really good about 2015 for, for everyone. And also in 2015... I don't know if you remember this, but I am going to start working on the planet, too. I don't know if it'll be every time or how it will unfold exactly, but I am going to start working on the planet. I think with these extremes of weather and some of the natural disasters that happen and all sorts of things like that, that we can make a difference and we can help. Of course, we'll, we'll never know for sure in the sense that if we do the work on an area that seems to move out of its extreme weather pattern, we can't know if we helped 
or whether it would have moved out of the extreme weather pattern in any case. So we don't really know, but I don't think the higher self would be directing me toward this if there wasn't going to be a tremendous amount of help. And we're all going to be in it together. So I'm excited about it. In any case, I will talk to you next week. Thank you, thank you to everyone again. I just so appreciate it. And have good holidays. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.